Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Barrick BMW has a range of pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BarrickBMW.com.au. Robot building supplies. Robots got it and deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au. The Run Home with Andy and Josh. It is indeed. Great to have you with us at uh, from Marvel Stadium on D-Day for uh, trade period 2022. Uh, a wild time it has been. Uh, I think there were some expectations coming in about the busyness of what this trade period was going to dish up. I don't think anybody who revels in this space has been disappointed by what's happened so far. You might not necessarily like a few of the things that have taken place and God knows what's going to happen in the next three hours as the window officially opens about four and a half minutes ago. So from now on, all the way through until 7.30 tonight, uh, the final and pending trades will be done Undoubtedly, there's going to be a handful of players on the way through who are going to miss the prospect of um, getting done what they're hoping to see done this afternoon. That is Josh Jenkins, a reality of this day, that not everything is going to um, come through to the fruition that some people would have would like it to to, uh, to do. Or go to plan. No. Uh, as many have found out, and many will find out, but... It's uh, it is good to be down here amongst it, and and uh, we'll hopefully have be able to grab a few movers and shakers as they come through between now and six o'clock. It clearly goes beyond that, but uh, I dare say the next three hours are going to be busy. There's well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, the names that, and I'm going to miss out on a few here. I'm sure of it, but. Dunkley, Mitchell, O'Meara, Henry, Radagalia, Meek, Lobb, Hunter, Cooper Stevens, uh, Sammy Edmund reported this morning. Shackey, Josh Shackey comes into the mix. We're hearing via uh, Matty Rendell on pipe that Sam Werdeman is done. Mm. Uh, that deal to Essendon apparently has been done, the details of which yet to surface and the official nature of it yet to be confirmed. Aaron Francis, there's another couple of names I'm sure that we haven't got to yet. Um, that I haven't mentioned there that are in play. Uh, All the key figures hopefully will drop by and have a chat to us uh, after they've done their official duties, the paperwork signed, the official host broadcaster uh, responsibilities met. Paul Connors are going to be joining us in about 20 minutes. He's been involved in typically this time of year, not only in a couple of deals, but in the making of the next documentary. There is a cast of thousands out here filming that. Yeah, the old Stan... Crew are uh, Blimey, Teddy. Uh, here. I don't know if anyone from Stan would be uh, approved to have annual holidays this time of year because they're all here on site. So the next documentary, which is, um, when you're involved in the industry, whether you're media or at a, a clubland, mm. you see a lot of the inside stuff and you see you get the insights. But oh, I thought I actually thought last year's documentary. Had some good stuff yeah, in it, and that was on yeah. the back of a very dull trade period. Mm. So I can only imagine 
I can only imagine that there'll be some uh, some really uh, interesting parts to the next one, but uh, we're going to live it because I think PC, the great man, Paulie uh, Connors, is going to bring his camera crew with him. So looking forward to having a chat to him. He's keen to f to just help us understand uh, why the mega trade was quite beneficial for all and just a few things few evolutions we've been speaking about haven't we with well, uh salary dumping yeah. and, and buying of picks and all these types of things he is he's uh a bit of a guru in this space and he'll give us a bit of an insight this has been as radical um a trade period as i can remember with the couple of things that you've talked about the willingness to trade you know pick one uh, effectively the last two you know number one picks have now been traded in this period, you look at the picks that have changed hands on the way through. One, two, three, seven, and five, five, seven, and eight uh, have all changed hands. Mm. Um, so that that's taken place. Uh, um, there's been all sorts of things. The salary dumping that you yep. mentioned, some yes. of the huge names that have been um, have have changed clubs. It, it has been a seriously busy period already and as we said earlier there's there's a lot of movement to be done later on the start uh, yeah yeah absolutely it's um it's been uh it's been very busy it's been frenetic and we were just when we were just uh doing a little bit of prep in the foyer here at marvel stadium the clubs were rolling in we've seen the, the kangaroos have come through the uh Fremantle are here the cats are here uh yeah there's uh almost all clubs will be here we've seen some prominent player managers come yep, through as well yep, yep. We've yep. got uh, we've got big afternoons ahead of them as well, so uh, or big evenings ahead of them. So yeah, looking forward to to what uh, what unfolds. I've I've lived this situation a couple of times, but yeah. now it's good to be able to sit back with absolutely no stress in the world and uh, <laughs> see what happens. So we'll throw the lines open. We've cleared the decks today. Uh, all the regular stuff that we'd normally do on a Wednesday, we pushed with the um, with the um, enthusiasm and support of those who are going to be coming on the show. We've cleared the decks to just be able to bring you all the news as it breaks. Uh, and we want you to join in. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Send through your temper texts. 0433981116. Of course, we have a robot building supplies. Robots got it. And Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Great to have Rotoflex by Blunston on board as well. <laughs> Stability meets the fruit in the move. What are you laughing oh, just at? Just a nice little uh, 40 Winks temper text to start off with. Uh, can you guys confirm the Saints are there? I think they forgot the trade period was on. No, I, I saw Joe Ruffhead and a few of the uh, Saints staffers walk in. Mm. So the Saints are in the building. Whether they, well, they do been, anything is up to them. Well, they haven't been completely dormant, have they? Ben Long's gone out and Zane Cordy's come in. So so they haven't been... It may not be well, the deals. It's not, certainly not, not necessarily major players. No, it's not It's not Jordan Ngoi. And it's they're not game changers, which I, I imagine... Uh, I think Francis, oh. Aaron Francis has just been uh, a drop. It's done. It's done. Is it? Yeah. Unless just, just now you're gonna have to bear with us. No, no. We'll go with us. No, there's gonna be stuff flying around. So, so you just go with. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll both go with what we think. Okay. We're being so you told. Just, yes. Uh, so Aaron Francis has officially been traded alongside pick 42 in exchange to Sydney. This is yep. so Aaron Francis to Sydney and forty two and forty two in exchange for pick thirty seven and a future fourth round selection. So that is uh, for not much. So he gets his chance with with the Swans. We've seen Paddy McCartan come through the Swans VFL, and now Aaron Francis is going to try and do the same thing up there in Sydney. A former top ten pick goes to the Swans for basically nothing. Twenty four year twenty four years of age. Stand to be corrected, it might be you know a year either side of that. Twenty might be twenty five, but. He's been. Um, he's had his injury issues. He's had some mental health battles to yes. to battle his way through, 
and he's and he's had the and maybe the mental health battles have come from the pressure of expectation that either hasn't been met internally or has been felt from some of the commentary external to him. But he gets the chance now to get out of Victoria, get away from Melbourne, go up to Sydney. And yeah. for it, it, Sydney just feels like, whether it be Sydney, GWS, Gold Coast or Brisbane for that matter, if you are a player who doesn't deal with the high power um, you know, environment of the AFL down here... Um, they, they do feel like environments where you might be able to find your, your best self. Yeah, for sure. And that's why uh, I think, and this is something we'll talk to with Paul and a few others who come through, the environmental aspect of a club is becoming oh, no the doubt. number one thing yep. that a club needs to have. So forget about you know uh, just acquiring talent and forget about the best coach or the best this or the best that, even the best facilities largely irrelevant the environment that is being created is is the most important thing and we're seeing clubs flourish yep with their environment and we're seeing other clubs lose players on the back of whether it be homesickness or flight risks or whatever it is and in ollie henry's case all of the above at various times mm. if you're talking to him or his management they seem yeah. to be moving the goalposts a bit and, and it's an it's a fascinating time i mean if you know ollie henry wants to get there and we understand you know that he, that that's his desire but uh, you you can lose a bit of goodwill's the right thing, and it might goodwill here forgotten tomorrow. But on the way through this process for a kid like Ollie Henry, I think the game really hot regards the way he and his brother go about their footy. Yeah, We've no seen doubt. more of Jack than Ollie, but you can lose a little bit of you know industry affection. Yes, I reckon yeah, if you don't handle yourself well through this period. Yeah, I. I I agree with that. And and when I read the report last night, I think Tom Brown um, uh, posted the report. I went with it first that Ollie Henry had said to the, the Collingwood Footy Club, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I um, What did you think? I thought it's bold. I thought, gee, it's bold. And he really – my view a couple of days ago was, was uh, sign a – just take a one-year deal. Geelong would probably – Resigned to the fact they weren't going to get him for what they could offer. Uh, they were limited in what they could offer and what they've got left to offer. And I thought, well, one more year won't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. And, then he, and then he might be able to get to go there the year after. But clearly, Ollie Henry is absolutely determined to get there. Now, this is, I think, if he gets to the Cats before 7.30, then his job's done and, and his methods are, are, uh, are valid, are validated. If he doesn't, mm. he becomes the spotlight across mm. the off-season. Mm. Are you going to walk to the draft? Are you going to stay? Are you gonna, you know, what are you going to do for a young, young man who's yet to really establish himself um, at the level? So he's, his name is, to me, his name alongside Josh Dunkley, are the two, they're the two most prominent names for me in the next four and a half hours. Well, I can see a lot of people want to talk about Josh Dunkley. Uh, the line's already full, so we'll get to your calls right off the bat. Joey in Roval kicks it off for us. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. a significant day. Uh, for a lot of people uh, in the caper. Joe, welcome to the show, mate. G'day, Andy and JJ. G'day. Um, I was tuning in yesterday, as I do most afternoons, and I heard Gazy was getting a bit upset about how Hawthorne are always losing their mature age players. Yep. I think what Gazy needs to realise too, Hawthorne don't really offer big contracts after a player hits 30, or just over 30. If you look at Burgoyne, he was on one-year contracts for like nine years. Isaac Smith got offered a two-year contract. Geelong offered three. 
Same thing with Jordan Lewis. He was offered a one-year deal. Melbourne offered him three years. Sam Mitchell, the same. He was offered one year. Westcast offered him one year plus a guaranteed coaching gig. So I think that's the reason why a lot of the Hawthorne players leave, to just a bit of extra security for them. Yep. So, and, I mean, he said that he was a bit jealous how Geelong, the way they do it, people always want to go there and this and that. But what you've got to realise, too, it's taken Geelong 11 years to win this premiership. So yeah, has it always they... worked? Not necessarily. No, if, you, if, if the only measurement, Joe, is winning premierships, then you're right. But the continued excellence, you know, annual finals, uh, annual premiership contention, annual top four, I think if you want to extend the measurements of success, then Geelong, by by most measures, would be... Oh, yeah. ...have been if, doing it pretty well. If you can, if success is only measured by premierships, then not, there aren't many successful no, teams. No, no. The reason for Hawthorne, uh, a lot of the Hawthorne players being offered things that the Hawthorne Footy Club aren't typically uh, willing to offer is because they've done so much at Hawthorne and, and, and clubs want to tap into yeah, that IP. Clubs want to get a hold of Sam Mitchell because of he's a future coach. Clubs want to get a hold of Jack Gunston because he's crafty and he's played in premierships and he can help a young mercurial uh, Brisbane forward line. So that's the reason why you see players leave successful clubs because they get poached. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, thanks for your call, Joey Marks in Parkdale. Good afternoon to you, mate. Uh, good day, fellas. I'm a very, very excited Saints fan. Yes. Now, um, we've got the right coach. We've got the best facilities going around. I haven't been listing for a few days. Who'd we get? Who'd we get? Tell us we got Radical here. <laughs> no, uh, no. Zane Cordy you picked up at this stage? Uh, Hopper, he's coming. No, 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 Zane, no, no, no. I can uh, let me save Jack, you the time. Jack, uh, Jack, you've picked Jack up. Bo, he's coming. No, no. Let me save you the time. We've, you've picked up Zane Cordy and you've uh, moved on Ben Long. What were you hoping? What were you hoping? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jack, uh, who, uh, we've lost the caller's name on the screen. But, uh, what were you hoping? That's uh, uh, Mark from Parkdale. Mark, sorry, sorry mate. Mark. Yeah, sorry, What Mark, were you yeah. hoping would uh, would uh, would happen? What were you looking for this trade period? None of those. So you never know. There's still there's still you know four and a half hours to go just under now. So hold, hold your watch this space and 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 hold fire. You never know. They might, they might have a rabbit up uh, up their sleeve that they're going to pull out for you. And Reese is in Altona. A heap of people do want to talk about Josh Dunkley. Uh, Reese, welcome to the show, mate. Good yeah. boys. Uh, biggest Brisbane supporter in Victoria here. Um, with the Josh Dunkley deal, it's obvious we're valuing Will Ashcroft over um, getting the deal done, but is Jasper Fletcher's ceiling the same as what Dunkley can provide for us? Like, I'm just a bit lost on the value we're putting on him over getting an established all-Australian-level midfielder in. Uh, the raps are pretty high. I mean, he's, you know, he's seen as being a, a second half of the first-round pick. Um, and, and the industry's a little... The industry is in love with... Uh, what could be next rather than what's right in front of them, I think. So yeah. industry loves the potential of is Jasper Fletcher the next, you know, great midfielder? Well, you you can, you know, Josh Dunkley is a great midfielder. Yeah. So yeah. the industry is still in love with, we've spoken about that all the way through, haven't we, that that there's probably, we think the value of a of a pick versus a player is, is a little uh, disjointed. 
that it, that it, the established yep. known quantity, and even we're talking about Ollie Henry and mm. Horn Francis and a couple of the you know Tanner Bruin first round picks who have been developed for a couple of years, they can't be going for less than they'll pick for if we think they they've, they're going to measure up to the level. But they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and that's what my sticking point. We spoke to Graham Wright yesterday when Gazy was back and. And he was absolute in that view about Ollie Henry. That clearly he is a better option now than the pick. He's more valuable now than the pick that he was taken with two years ago. Yeah. And I find it hard to argue with that. I, that's where right now. Not everybody sees it the same. Uh, and, and this draft has gone from being a really good dra- dra- draft six weeks ago to suddenly not being that deep. So um, that's what they will be telling us. Of course, the proof will be in the pudding. Uh, Nick's on the road one. Thanks for your call, Reese. G'day, Nick. How you going, mate? Hey, guys, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm of the opinion that why is Brisbane's playing around with them, with Josh Dunkley's mind? Why would you commit to play, to picking someone up, then getting rid of your picks? Like, it doesn't make sense. So I, if I was Josh Dunkley, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go anywhere. I'd stay at the Bulldogs for two years and do this again, or three years. If, if you are a player, Josh, that, that is being courted by a club and you sit there and you watch what that club is doing, and they're moving high-level picks that might get the deal done for you, mm. might get the deal done for you pretty comfortably. The deal could have been done days ago. Mm. So you see, you're Josh Dunkley, and you're sitting there watching what Brisbane are doing, and you realise they need picks for points to get these two kids in. Um, I, I can imagine you'd be sitting there going, hang on, you'd be talking to your boss going, hey, hey manager, what, what are they doing? I thought they wanted me, and they're giving all the picks that they could be using to get uh. me. They, they're... They're hanging on to them or they're giving them oh, away? Or... I think, I think uh, that this is where the lines of communication need to be really strong between club and player agent and club and player, perhaps, but most likely player agent. Again, we'll speak to Paul Connor shortly about it. You, you know, take my situation or what I've lived. Yep. I knew that I was a fair way down the, the pecking order in the trade period three or four years ago. So I knew that I was going to have to wait to the very end. Now, if I didn't, if there was no communication from, from Paul who looked after me or from, from the Cats, I'm probably sitting there, well, you know what? The Cats can get stuffed. I yep. can't even get a phone call. I'm going to just go and try and get a gig somewhere else. But yep. when the communication's open and flowing and uh, your understanding of what's happening, it generally works out for the best because there's a plan to get everything done. Now, whether they can execute the plan, who knows? But, you know, Dunkley and, and, and anyone else that is trying to get to a certain specific club, if the conversations are, are being had and you understand, the important thing for the player is you've got to understand where you sit as well. You can't just think, particularly as a player who might be a fringe player, and a lot of the players that you've referenced, you know, Francis and Radigalia and Cooper Stevens. Yep. They're, they're still trying to establish themselves. So you've got to understand where you sit, what the club's priorities are, you know, trying to get a deal done, and, and, and the fact or reality that you might have to wait your turn. To the break, uh, before we do, there's more news out here. So Aaron Francis has gone to Sydney. and yes, it, in the first done. In the first segment of the show today, there is another piece of news. Uh, now, what can you tell it's us? Not a, it's not a full-blown trade as such, but Jaeger uh, O'Meara has chosen Fremantle as uh, his uh, destination, his choice of destination. So that's from uh, Footy Rhino. That's um, what's his name? That's Ryan. Uh, Do we know whether what's attached? Ryan to Daniels it? over in yeah, uh, over yep. at Seven News in so Perth. So it's, it's being mentioned. Code the uh, it's, it's broken all over the place now. So uh, the details of that will come to hand. Uh, but Jaeger O'Meara. 
Uh, who can to go to Frio? And yeah, just, geez, well, they're going to build a strong. If they can get that done, clearly, what four hours to go? Four hours and uh, ten minutes to go. If they can get uh, O'Meara into that midfield, home product, and they've strong. and they've completely gazumped GWS, mm. who started the O'Meara ball rolling about thirty six hours ago. Clearly, Fremantle hear of it, whether they knew about it already, they've heard about it, and they've gone, hang on, we need, we need to get into this game. Yep. And their pitch has been uh, too much. And now we wait and see what sort of salary carry uh, Hawthorne's going to be taking on Mitchell and O'Meara. There was some speculation yesterday they'd be paying the entirety of O'Meara's contract next year. Yes, which the entirety. Is that, the entirety. Think about that, oh. folks. We better get to a break. It's already 23 past three. Your man, Paul Connor, is going to join us soon. Cameron, Lyndon, Lindsay, Andy, get to you all on the other side of the break. It is the last day of the 2022 trade period. You won't miss any of it here on 1116 SEN, thanks to Robot Building Supplies and Berwick BMW. Welcome back to the show. Before we get back to our calls, trade update for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Essendon continue to just chip away at the edges. They've been around. They've obviously... Um, Obviously, Aaron Francis has gone to Sydney. They've already brought in Will Setterfield from the Blues. Sounds like they might have their eyes as well on Liam Stocker, who joined us in the studio the other yeah. day. But I wouldn't imagine that would take place until the pre-season draft. I suspect they might. Who knows what they'll do national. But I reckon it'll be then that they target him. But they have brought Sam Wiedemann in. He's been traded to Essendon from Melbourne. The paperwork's lodged. Melbourne receives pick 37 in return. Picks number 54 and 72 going to Essendon in the deal. So uh, a late second-round pick, swap of fourth and fifth-round picks by the looks of things, uh, and the player who has tantalised many of us at times. Looks like a thoroughbred. Hasn't produced thoroughbred-type, you know, group blacklist-type performances often enough. But who knows? Change of environment can be an amazing thing. Yeah, I'm keen to, and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, either on or off air, but just get the uh, opinion of someone from Essendon forward or back. Or do they have a view on it? Well, you know, there was a very prominent Essendon man who just stuck his nose in the uh, in the room just a minute ago <laughs> who might have been able to answer that well, question. That's, that's what I was but going to ask. But he said, I'm muzzled. I can't talk. <laughs> One man who is never muzzled and can talk just joined us. He's going to be joining us on the show. Uh, that is Paul Connors. We'll get to him on the other side of the news. Cameron's in Peroni. We'll just get to a couple of calls before we get to the break. Cameron, fire away, mate. Uh, good afternoon, Radar and Jojo. I'm just uh, wanted to discuss in, in Dunkley's uh, request to trade to Brisbane. I reckon That's that right. Brisbane have really done the wrong, wrong by Dunkley. I mean, I'm I, I love Dunkley, and if he wishes to go to, um, he's done a lot for our club. But I'll just, uh, you know, I haven't got ill towards him. Yep. But I reckon Brisbane have done the bad by him. But, I mean, with the, what does he, what does Brisbane expect? To get him for nothing? No, no. Well, they can't be expecting that. I mean, what the Western Bulldogs have been asking for has been relatively fair. Maybe there's some uh, room to uh, negotiate around the margins. But if you want a bloke who's uh, put together the kind of profile that he's put together as an AFL player, then you've got to be prepared to pay for him. Uh, and never, you never know, Cameron. There, there might still be a way. So hold fire. It's going to be a crazy last three and a half hours. Lyndon's in Heelsville. Uh, Lyndon, before we get to the news, Paul Connors to join us after the news. Fire away, mate. Oh, thanks, fellas. Um, yeah, I thought it was a bit poor form of that fella bagging his old club north yesterday. I don't follow him, but I just think <clears throat> some of them need a bit of reality check. Um, it reminds me of an incident back, I think it was Geelong's first premiership of that trio. 
2007, there was two young fellas who come from the same um, small country town. One went and played for Geelong and got his premiership medal. The other bloke was flown to Afghanistan and spent six months crawling around the hills over there. He come back and got a bunch of different kind of medals, but like some of the, if they do a couple of years tough, they're still getting their money. They're not that far away from home, and this game will set them up for life. So we'll just yeah, get a bit yeah. sick of some of the stooking that's going on. I can I can understand yeah. that. I can appreciate that yep, as well. But yep. it, it's relative, like you know, with without being disrespectful, honour and and the comparison is fair. And when you do compare it to you know, someone who's gone overseas to serve their country, it does sound pretty uh, precious, doesn't it? But you know, when, you is, in, when you put it in that perspective, well, that, that it does. Yeah, that yeah, 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 doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Whatever reason it is to go home, it makes everyone look a little a little weak. But the, this is the industry. It and is. you can choose where you want to play more so now than ever. Appreciate your calls. Let us get to the news. Lindsay, Andy, we'll get to you on the other side of Paul Connors is going to join us in a sec. Great to have you with us this Wednesday afternoon. All the trade updates throughout the afternoon for Tire Power Family Safety. Never up for trade. Paul Connors is the name that has been synonymous with this caper for... God, how many years have it been now? How many years have you been doing this? Oh, 20 plus. Is, is it that long? Yeah, sadly. Yeah, so you've been in the middle of a whole lot of stuff. This has been good to see you. Thanks for yeah, coming in. Thanks for having us. Y- y- you two, you and him, Jenkins, yeah. have got some history on this on this day. Last time I was here on the last day of trade, Josh was in New York. I was sitting here having a summer roll, trying to get the deal done, and um, he became a cat. How was late, he? Was late. he? Was he communicating with you? Yeah, well, that's what I to, spoke to about your before. to your satisfaction. Yeah, well, that's what I spoke about before. Tim Kelly, I think, was a cat's priority. Yep, moving him on, and uh, and he said, Mate, "You may as well go to bed because uh, the cats aren't going to worry about you until about seven twenty-five p.m." And fortunately, yeah. it was seven twenty-five p.m. They got the. Or Paul and uh, and the cats and the crows got it done, but that's that's what I was saying about you need yeah. to have great lines of communication because you as a player you're off you're on holiday you're yeah, home yeah, or wherever yeah, you need yeah. to be able to have people that you trust and they're going to feed it back to you so uh, yeah good memories. So how do you play the priority like prioritising stuff on when you get to this day? How do you how do you internally within a management group like yours? How do you I how do you play that? I think the clubs dictate that to a large degree. I remember back in the day, um, we had Darren Jolly and Luke Ball trying to get to Collingwood. Mm. And, and Collingwood were really upfront and honest, saying, you know, um, Darren's our priority. He's going to get the first round pick that we're going to give to Swans. So Luke was playing a little bit of a little bit of a waiting game. Yep. Sadly, didn't get done. And we walked out of here <laughs> a bit depressed. And, <laughs> you know, we got there in the end because it was he would have been able to go as a free agent now but free agency wasn't 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 around yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. How often do you how often do you walk away every year do you walk away disappointed that you can't get one or two done? Is it almost every year you miss out on one or two and Yeah. I think you're right. It's a, it's a little bit like the draft. You can walk out and we feel really confident we've got two or three boys up up the top end yeah. of the draft, but it's always the boys the back end, they might be missing one or mm. two, and everyone's celebrating, and you're just in the corner going, oh, you know, gonna make me just call. wasn't quite right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you're always thinking about what didn't happen instead yeah. of, you know, yeah. going out celebrating mm. too much. Feels like the landscape has shifted pretty dramatically in this trade period. And you're in the middle of one that I think is going to be the thin end of the wedge now that we see what Gold Coast did with Jack Bowes, who was, you know, yeah. part of your stable and attaching pick seven to the contract, and it gets done. And, and in the end, it seemed like there were several clubs who would have liked to have. Um, being the agent of that change. Yeah, we're learning all the time, and mm. especially 
um, with this attachment to, you know, we don't love the, the name Salary Dump, but, you know, we, we wanted our role and Robbie D'Arazio from the office was who was interested in Jack the person, take pick seven out of it. And, and we are learning about maybe pick seven was too enticing and, and the AFL, it's the first year and they should be congratulated on being bold and strong and, yeah. and, and, and you know, and trying to find ways to, you know, to get movement. Can you tell us how the architecture behind that deal, who, who, who came up with the attaching the pick seven to it? How oh, look, out? I don't know exactly who, but, you know, Gold, and Gold Coast should be applauded too because yeah. they've got a job to do. And, you know, go and sit in their shoes for a day and have Ben King and Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson and Lacocious, all these first-round picks and early picks. There's no there's no um, clubs back in Melbourne who are coming at them hard yeah. and always. Yeah. And they don't... They don't feel sorry for them. They just come hard and they've got to pay extras at the moment. But they're on the way up, Gold Coast. Don't worry about that. You've had a, you've had a little bit on you and Robbie Durazio are a team. The company's still Connor Sports Management. Not yeah, funny I know about that. Yeah, no, it's funny about I'm that. Sure yeah, Robbie I think I'm actually the, the <laughs> bit part player. And Nick oh, yeah, but I'm are. sure it's all the names on the, on the <laughs> yeah, wall yeah, out yeah. there at uh, <laughs> Waverley Road. Yeah. He'll, be, uh, he'll be wanting it up there. Uh, you've had a bit, you know, Jack Bowes, of course, Brody Grundy, was a, a big one that got done in the end. You've had a few others. So has it been a busy period for you? Is this just the norm? No, I reckon this. Is, I reckon the things have changed. I, I think the clubs have become more aggressive and yeah. more um, proactive. And, and you've seen that with Grundy and Bose. And I think we're seeing it a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a changing landscape and it's exciting. And you know, I, I think all clubs are, are doing what they need to do and everyone's different. So... Yeah, we're all experts at this time of year and, you know, there's a lot of opinions and, yes. and time will tell. So uh, does that encourage the players to be a bit more aggressive? Some of the younger players have, you know, made some significant moves. Uh, are we seeing it come, coming back? Because some people are saying there's too much. Yeah, I, I would like to think that, you know, as a, as a general rule, the vast majority of players don't leave a contract after two, let alone yeah. one year. Yeah. But, you know, if you're referring to North Melbourne, they were given... They were dealt a hand, mm. and, and I personally, I've been interested in the commentary, but I think they've been just super in what they've done. And I think we all forget they've, they've got picks two and three, yep. and you can get excited about, you know, that they traded one. Mm. They've got a future first-round pick from Port Adelaide in what we believe is one of the strongest drafts in the past 10 years. Mm. So I've, I stand, one, as, as a firm believer that what Mel, uh, North Melbourne's done is really good. So... You generally are for, we've spoken a lot about, you know, pick splitting and we've theorised, you know, would you swap uh, 10 to go to 13 and 21? So you, would you yep. be in that, are you in that camp of, of splitting or it is just, it always... It just depends who it is. So, mm. you know... West Coast, they go back from... Oh, I think West Coast has been brilliant yeah. what they did. You know, Jace McCartney was on, I just saw it on, on in the media that... If they if that were Richmond Footy Club and they had those five picks, they, they could have picked the eyes out of it. Mm. But they're GWS. They've got to be careful. And sometimes it is a compromised draft without it wanting to be. Mm. They've got to pick right people and right people will move. Well, he, uh, his comments were pretty interesting, weren't they? I think, that, it's, that's a, that's I think it's fascinating. There's somebody in a position like he is who understands the national nature mm. of footy um, speaks on behalf of that. I think it's about as significant a comment, comment made by somebody yeah. at a club like GWC this time of year for quite some time. Well, well, West Coast has made the statement without making the actual yeah. statement. They've, yeah. they've made it by going back to picks yeah. eight 
and 12, mm. and they're looking at pick two. And I, I, I know there was one person they'd love to get their hands on and probably didn't think they could get it. So they've moved back to eight and 12. There's some really good WA talent. And I'd be surprised come November if two of those WA boys aren't landing at West Coast. So what do we, we see in the AFLW, there's, there's two drafts. There's the Victorian draft and then there's yep. the national draft. Will there ever be... No, no, no. that's not going to happen. No, no, I wouldn't. And, yeah. and, you know, there's plenty of boys, you know, and we encourage them. Like, if you want to be a national football league, mm. there's just... There's a, it's a bit changing. But on the whole, the players are extremely loyal. Mm. And... Um, you know, the, you'll back your culture in and all that. But, you know, Brisbane's seen it. Brisbane did it about eight years ago. They started coupling some big country boys. Barry and um, McCluggage yeah, yeah, were yeah. best mates. They've gone up yep. and then it just rolls along. Mm. So, uh, A name that's it's flown under the radar a fair bit, premiership player from the Dogs, Lockie Hunter. His mm. name emerged yep. sort of in the back half of the, of the, the uh, last few days. Any yeah. updates on, on him? Yeah, well, Lockie and I have actually been having some good dialogue this week. Um, he's spoken to the club. feel like a fresh change might be good for him. So as it is late, but mm. it's, um, you know, I would be suggesting that he's a 50-50 chance to be on the move. So we've kept it quiet. We think that um, there's a little bit of interest. And yep. for both parties, I think, um, yeah, it might be good for Lockie, a, a fresh start. Yeah, yeah. And... He's a life member. His dad's yeah, a life yeah, member. Yeah. So there's a lot of history and he's a premiership player. But sometimes there's just a, a win-win for the club and the player. And I, I think the club and the player would think a fresh start for Lockie would be wonderful. So let's thrash that out a little bit, not in terms of the club. But you put the headphones down here. Yep. And he's pr that's pretty much your primary focus. Are you going to club suites and making calls got and a, speaking to people? I've got one people? club in particular okay. that I'm, I'm interested mm. in. They... Um, we've got a few things to still tick off, but and, and, and Western Bulldogs are as busy as anyone here yeah. today. They've well, got Dunkley. Shacky's just been done. Shacky's been done. Hasn't That's it? been done. So while we've been speaking, Shacky uh, Riley Beveridge's reporting is off to Melbourne, likely exchange of a future fourth round pick being completed now. Okay. And Ralphie uh, Johnny Ralph's reporting that the Dunkley deal is starting to crystallise a bit. Uh, he understands that Brisbane has now offered twenty one and a future first rounder without asking for the Western Bulldogs pick 39 back. Okay, well, I, I think Dunkley gets done. Yeah. That's my... Uh, and that's, that's closer, that's closer yeah, that, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if I'm Brisbane, oh. I'm sitting tight on that. I think that's enough? Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, well, 21 it's and... Close. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. close. Yeah, people will argue whether yeah. it's enough, but it's... Like, yeah. 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 He's out of contract. He's not in contract. So if he's in contract, well, of course it's not happening. Yeah. But he's in contract. Mm. He's out of contract. So oh, I believe that'll be done. Um, and then Lob you know, wants to come from Frio. So therefore, you know, I've got to go and talk to Sammy Powell. So you talk about priorities. Yeah. Well, Sammy Powell has probably got me third in line. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll speak to him at six o'clock tonight. We better, is, we better, is, we better let you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, well, go on, is it that last. simple though? I mean, do you, are you texting and saying when you've got five or are you just going to knock on the suites? Because the clubs are all in... In suites. We've sort of changed location. I'm yeah. a bit usual. And I'm a bit surprised that, you know, you guys have been put in this yeah, no, we're, super we're box. So, you got so so we're, we're, we're so um, I will just... I haven't even said the lay of the land. I just thought I'd come and speak to you boys first. <laughs> Lovely. And, uh, you'll I'll be in trouble. And, I'll go and do some work no, now. You'll get in trouble for that. Thanks for doing that, though. And if anyone can handle trouble, you can. So thanks for being thanks part so of it. Thanks so much for having Good us, Good on boys. you, Paul. Paul Connors from Connors Sport. They've had a busy day, and it sounds like it's going to get busier. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll reiterate those deals. The Shacky... And the Dunkley stuff, not deals, but speculation about the deals. In fact, it sounds like Shacky is done. We'll get to a break and we'll come back and bring you up to date with all of that on the other side of this. So all those trade updates for Ty Power, we'll keep you up to date with all of them as they come to hand. Uh, but the two that 
were uh, just confirmed. Well, certainly the one that was confirmed when we were talking to um, Paul Connors was that Josh Shackey, yes. the deal has been done with Melbourne. To so the D's, yeah. yeah. Interesting one. Interesting one, that one. Uh, so so, we, so it's Wiedemann out, out Shackey in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an int- That's a really interesting one. Uh, and, of course, Aaron Francis off the top. He's made his way to the Swannies. And then Wiedemann, as you mentioned, is a bomber. And uh, we expect it to be fairly frenetic and, and, yeah. all the way through. Well, it is. And Johnny Ralph tweeting that speculation about the Dunkley deal. 21 and a future first. And the dogs hang on to pick 39. Andy's on the road. I know you're... A, I think it's the Andy I'm talking to. I know you're a Brisbane Lions supporter. If we've got the right one, Andy, how does that sit with you for Dunkley if that does come to pass? All right. So the whole time, the doggy supporters have been uh, advising, uh, and I'll put it lightly, advising that the uh, Taranto compensation of 12 and 19 is where it's sat. And... One's in contract, one's out of contract. Let's do some simple maths, which might not be the dog supporters' greatest strength. What's 21 minus 19? Uh, two. Yep. If Brisbane finish sixth next year where they finish this year, that's 13. So what's 13 minus 12? Uh, one. Right, so over a two-year period, that's three draft picks, the difference, between 12 and 19. So are we, are we telling me we're actually haggling over three spots over two years and the player's uncontracted, whereas Taranto is? That's just dumb for me. It should have been done on the first or second day. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it feels like now that this is where we've landed... It feels like this could have been done a while ago, but but maybe look when you, look look Andy, you know how it works. When you're holding the asset, yes, you don't want to let it go. They, they might have had this as the fallback option the whole way, but if I'm the Western Bulldogs, I'm 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 going to hang on to Dunk Dunkley and just see what comes back the other way. Yeah, of and course. And if nothing does, then we, we, we sit with what we've got, the future first and 21, shake hands, and we go, you know what, we can haggle, like you just said, we can haggle around the edges here, we can argue all day long whether it should have been a couple of picks higher or whatever it might be. But that, you just heard from Paul Connors, he's even got a dog in this fight, but that feels about right. Yes. It feels about right. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I can understand, I can see both. No, you don't, you oh, could nah. have been a bit more. No, nah, well... Here you go. Let me have a think about it. <laughs> right, fair enough. We'll get a break out of the way. All of these updates are for Tai Power and CMC Markets. Trade your way there. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Uh, it's going to be one of those days, folks. Uh, if you want to join in, one 736 736 Everything as it comes to pass, uh, we'll do our very best to bring it to you immediately. Great to have your company from Marvel Stadium. The final day of a trade period 2022. We're an hour in. Four deals have been done. Francis has gone to Sydney. O'Meara has gone to Fremantle. wiedemann has gone to Essendon. And Shackie has gone to Melbourne. What are you looking at? Did I miss O'Meara? That's, he's chosen. Though. Chosen Fremantle? Yes. Yes, you but did the miss deal's that. deal's not done. Uh, I think he's just chosen. Fremantle. Oh, okay. So the deal isn't done yet. Yeah, that's... Oh, I'd put it down as a deal done. Oh. oh I'm, I'm suspecting the deal's done. So the details of yet aren't through, but that it's a good correction to be making. The paperwork hasn't been officially lodged yet, but it does seem like it's a fairly significant move. Hawthorne keen for O'Meara to go. The two clubs that were vying for him, uh, GWS and Fremantle, that battle's been won by the Dockers, and now it seems like it's uh, relatively...
Well, well, it should be straightforward. There's a year to go, and there's an element of the salary and the significant part of it, I would imagine, that um, Hawthorne might have to carry. They're certainly going to have to speculation last night that they're going to have to carry every cent of it had he gone to GWS. Wow, that's. <laughs> I mean, that... what did what did you think when you heard that? Uh, it's hard to get your head around it. It is hard. It's hard. You know, I am fully uh, versed in in in. Uh, in salary dumping and players playing at one club and being played by another, I'm I'm well versed. But <laughs> in terms of the whole lot, that's uh, yeah that 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 sounded. Look, to be honest, it sounded incorrect. It didn't sound right. That's what I first thought. Uh, but, but it's only for a year, and it sounds like they are yeah. very much prepared to um, very much prepared to do that to get the deal. And we'll speak to the Swans in a moment. Kenny Beats and the veteran. <laughs> he's, just oh, he's just busted the equipment. He's going to join us in a moment. Sports, All those sports updates for sustainable office furniture. Um, we'll bring you up to date with everything else that's going on uh, throughout. We'll hear from Craig Cameron from Gold Coast in a moment. Uh, they're still working on the Jeremy Sharp stuff, but they've been involved in a few bits and pieces. Sydney has been in the game already. And Kenny Beats, a good friend of the program, has been good enough to drop by have a chat. Welcome. Good to see you. Howdy, Andy and Josh. What What's the What do you see in Aaron Francis? What do you What do you Best case scenario. What do you hope for? I think it's interesting when you look at those three players that have all just swapped yeah. clubs mm, in absolutely. the last sort of fifteen minutes. Yep. They're all very similar in terms of their profiles, uh, where they were drafted, games played, ages, etc. And I think all three of them are just looking for a fresh start, new set of eyes across them. In our particular case, um, Aaron's coming in to bolster our key defensive stocks. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the main attraction for us. Um, Yeah, but I I just do find it interesting very quickly that there were three players swap clubs and they're going to play similar roles. It's actually fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking that before. Is is it a bit more in vogue? Are those players, I know you guys are identifying players who can help you depth or fill a role, but are those players who are on the periphery of the clubs, are they just more likely now to say, I'm just going to go and identify and find a better opportunity elsewhere? Yeah, I think so, Josh. Uh, I mean, things have changed a lot in in terms of how the clubs view their players and players view their clubs. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the willingness for clubs to put players up and players to put their hand up and say, I need a fresh start. Yeah. I, otherwise, I'm not going to play the volume of games that I think I can by the time my career um, yeah. finishes. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll see more of it. Fans going to have to get their head around it as well because we are, we're being traditional, haven't we? We've, we've, we've barracked for the player and the, and the jumper, whereas in America, probably you barrack for the jumper and whoever happens to be wearing it at the time is who you go for. But w- the fans are probably going to have to get their head around it as much as anyone. Yeah, probably. I, I suppose in our particular case, we're lucky we're not like America where the team will... Act uproot itself yeah. and go to another city or <laughs> yeah, another yeah, state, yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending on who's bought the franchise. That's not going to happen here. Depends um, on run, running the game too here, by the way. Yeah, that I, has happened in the past. Yeah, Look, I think clubs, uh, sorry, fans and members of clubs, they follow the success of, of uh, the, the team. Yes. Uh, they've obviously got their favourites and kids have their numbers on the back and you know their little um, badges on their front, etc. But they're adaptable and they change. Um, yeah, it's it's just the way it is. With somebody like we've seen the talent that Aaron Francis has. It's we see it. It's, it hasn't been uh, apparent for often enough for Essendon supporters, but but you know it's there. 
he's had his he's had some physical issues. He's had a couple of mental issue, mental health issues. He's had to battle his way through. Sydney, what? How can that in terms of the fresh start aspect of all of this? For a bloke who might find the whole Melbourne thing a bit too over the top and a bit too in your face and constrictive, how much of a factor might Sydney be in unlocking the Aaron Francis potential? I think is it, it could, that, is it that big a deal? I think it could be a potential for any player that actually doesn't like being in the bubble and mm. in the spotlight. Um, unfortunately, if you're in Victoria uh, and Adelaide in particular. Mm. Um, you know, you've, you've played there, Josh. Yeah. You know what it's like. You walk down the street, you're getting stopped every two seconds mm. for a, a, a selfie or an autograph, whatever. That's not in ca- the case in Sydney. I mean, our boys, most of them live in the eastern suburbs and they can walk around the beaches of Coogee and Maroubra and, and uh, these places. The public don't really care who they are. Mm. Um, so they've got that benefit of just getting on with their lives playing footy, but then it's separated and, and they've got a life. So for players that aren't seeking the spotlight, it's a, it's a good player. And and that was a determining factor for Aaron when we sat down with him because he had to weigh it up against that or Port Adelaide and going into a bigger bubble than what yeah, he'd been yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when we sort of told him what it's like in Melbourne and he met our psych online and, and – oh, sorry – up in uh, Sydney and had a good chat to her, I think he felt really comfortable that, yeah, that's a good environment for him to be in. Well, Paddy was one of the stories of... Paddy McCartan was one of the stories of 2022 and for yep. different reasons, obviously, but both high-profile key position players who've got beautiful hands and can use the footy pretty well. If I'm a Sydney supporter, I talk myself into Aaron Francis very easily. Yeah. I do. He's 24 and... Yeah. Yeah, I talk myself into him pretty comfortably, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, that's what we're hoping. I mean... We've done our research on the draft. It doesn't for this particular year doesn't look particularly strong for key position yeah, players yeah. Uh, for a whole raft of reasons. Um, whether it's COVID or the way the games played or the lack of training that a lot of the NAB League kids have had over the last two years, I don't know. But they just haven't come on. Okay. So it's a pretty skinny pool in that area. How are you trying to get better? You made a grand final, amazing achievement. You've got a really strong young nucleus, uh, you've got some good key position players at either end of the... Where do you want to get better in you know, the trade period? You identified Aaron. Where else do you want to get better? Yeah, good good question, Josh. I think as a list management committee, we looked at the list and we were comfortable that there's still enough growth to come yeah. from yeah. underneath. Yeah. A lot of our players are really young, even some of our key position players, so Logan, like Tommy... Tommy McCartan, he's 22 for God's <laughs> no, sake. No, he might even be still 21 because he's such a late December date of birth. So they're very young, a lot of these guys. Dylan Stevens is going to come on. Chatty's just turned yes, 21. Yeah. Um, Errol Gordon, Ru- is he about Errol, 15? Yeah, he's Errol, there, yeah. yeah, Braden Campbell we haven't seen a lot yeah, of yeah. yet. Um, so we still feel that we've got growth in that area. Going forward, probably the ruck stocks is something that we've got to look at. You know, Tommy... He's getting on and the injuries at some stage is going to catch up. And yep. then there's Peter Laddams. Then we've got a very young, developing ruckman as a cat B, uh, Lockie McAndrew. But uh, he's from a rugby union background. He's still got a lot to learn. So whether he's going to make it, time Are they the only rucks you've got on your list? The uh, only Yeah, well, th- well, then we get by with the yes, likes of Sam Hayden McLean, Jody, uh, Joel Amati, yep. Sammy Reid. It's an interesting space, the whole ruck because there's a lot of a lot of players sit on a list but it seems that the coaches actually don't have confidence in playing so mm. that playing mm. them so then they'll play a sort of a hybrid yeah, type role yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than 
a ruckman that's not going to touch it much. Yeah. So yeah, do, do, do you expect space. the Medi sub thing to change? Do you, are you expecting uh, that it goes from four to five and no restrictions? And might that change the way teams pick a second ruckman? Possibly. Yeah, and who knows? To, yeah. to be truthful, I'm not across that yeah, okay. part of it yet. It Can I ask? Come across my desk. Just before we let you go. Yeah. I don't. Have you got anything else? Are you done? No, You're no, done. We're done. Um, Inle- you, unless you can get us picks one to six. See what I can well, do. Can. I'll see what I can do. Hey, they're all. Have you ever seen a year where? Picks like this, like elite level picks, have been flipped around the way they have this year. Uh, no, but it's it's a year this year. Like I've been doing it now for close to thirty odd years, and there's things happening this year that I've never seen yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the homesickness yeah. part of it, which yeah. is what some players are calling out. Like you just got to raise your eyelids. Yeah. About okay. It. So J- Jason McCartney brings the point up today. Yes. And, you know, he's. You and he and people who've been around the game and seen it from all over the country yep. are qualified. He operates on a different draft board. Do you have to do the same thing? Um, we haven't had too many players leave us no. over the past. The last one, of course, was Jordan Dawson. And I still maintain if it hadn't been for COVID, I reckon Jordan and Millie would have stayed. But yeah, they right. haven't seen their families for <laughs> two years. Yeah. And they're both from Robe. So that both families are really tight. And I think the pull of their families mm. as a couple um, really started to play on them. And I think there was some you know, pressure from the families to come home because they hadn't seen In normal circumstances, yeah, yeah. Um, they're back and forth, as yeah. are the, the families, mm. and it's more of a natural lifestyle. Um, yeah. Uh, well we I'm don't have too many leave, though, for us. No, no, yeah. you don't. Um, question doesn't involve your club. We're just, can you... Can you Envisage a situation where Hawthorne are paying 100% of Jaeger O'Meara's contract <laughs> to play elsewhere. That's the report that's that's been I around. I couldn't believe it last night when uh, I read that. Would that could th- could that be true? Uh, I, I'm reluctant to comment okay. on what other yeah, clubs are doing. Enough. It's not yeah. fair. I'm not across the actual facts yeah. and what their yeah, circumstances are. So I'd, I'd, I'd prefer not to get drawn into yeah. that. All right, sure. let me ask you the other one that we've spent a yep. lot of time talking about, and, and everybody has, the Jack Bowes. Yep. And it's not about Gold Coast and th- whether you think it's a good or a bad thing or not, but is this – are we going to see more of this in the future? Picks being attached to players to encourage, you know, salaries to be moved from A to B? Um, is this something you could see your mob using in the future? Potentially. I yeah. mean, once it's happened once, yeah. it's very hard for the AFL to pull it up. It's pretty clever, isn't uh, it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, personally, and this isn't the club's view, it's just yep. my view, I don't like the look of it yep. at all. Mm. Um, I don't think it helps clubs that are on the bottom of the ladder move up. Um, I, I heard um, Craig before, mm. uh, and... He's saying that that will help them reset for the next couple of years, and that may well be the case. Again, I'm not across their books well enough to know what they are. Sounds but like they were diabolic. It, it just sounds, yeah, for me, I don't like the. Yeah, the and, look and of we it. had Paul yeah. Connors was on before, and he he acknowledged that p- the pick was probably a little high. If it's 15, 20, 25, maybe it's a bit more mm. tolerable and passes the eye test a bit more. But mm. yeah, so there was a concession yeah. there. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming in. Good awesome. to see you. My pleasure, guys. Sure, um, the next appreciate few hours. Yeah. Well, you, you, well, do you stick around just in case um, someone comes to? Well, now that you think you're done, do you just you pack leave, up and go surely. home, or what do no, you do? No, no. I mean, it's fought with danger to leave. Yeah. Anything that I think we will do forward uh, of this now, in terms of trying to bring our draft picks forward, mm. I don't envisage that happening until everybody's caught their breath. So I'll either be in that um, trade exchange period 
um, prior to the draft or on draft night. Yeah. But um, no, we'll stay around because you never know what happens in the dying sort mm. of hours. Someone might get really desperate and need something. Mm. So we'll ask you one more. 17 and 37. You mentioned key position depth not great this year and we're hearing that it might be super next year. I reckon six weeks ago someone was telling me this was a pretty good draft and now they're telling me that you're hearing, oh, it's not as... No, I will, don't. You, will you get something pretty decent still at 37, do oh, you think? Uh, you're very slow on the uptake, Andy. Oh, what, what's that? Oh, that's gone, is we're, it? We're now 42, mate. Oh, okay. We traded that one out. <laughs> so look, what I have to deal with every day. <laughs> I can't keep so, up with all this stuff. So look, stuff. we've got 14, still got s- 14, 17 oh, hang on. and 42. So we are uh, open-minded don't. about 14 and 17 and, and what potentially could be there. We would be keen to get into the very pointy end of the draft. Um, I don't think it's going to happen with the discussions we've had with the clubs that hold those picks, but who knows? Things might, circumstances might change. Oh, maybe you'd better stick around then if that's the case. Yeah, as I said, I'm not, I don't think that's going to happen tonight, Mm, mm. if if at all it happens. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you'd be silly to leave. Yeah. Well, don't be silly. Stay around. Good to see you in here. Thanks for coming in for a chat. My pleasure, Kenny Beats, one of the good ones from the Sydney Footy Club. Uh, They've got Aaron Francis coming into their establishment uh, for uh, for the 2022 trade period. Uh, He joins them. so Francis and 42, Sydney get a future fourth and 37 yeah, in nothing, return. Just he gets a chance F- to go to the Swans. The Swans get in for. I missed that. I only picked 14 too. I missed their number one pick. Forget <laughs> about the 37 or 42. I missed their first pick. But even the, even there's too much going on for my his, pathetic little brain. His willingness to say, "Look, we'd love to turn 14 and 17 into a." Wonder know. what that's all about. Well, it's just a willingness to to the reality is we, we, we're not just gonna fourteen and seventeen for the for the grand finalists is a great hand. Of course it is. But, but that, doesn't that suggest to we you want that more, more, more. Yeah, there's something that they're there's something come draft time that's someone. So that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that they are very keen. They don't think that that player will still be there at fourteen. But uh, if they do manage to turn that into something like five or six And they are what the Giants so the 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 Swans and the Giants are polar opposites. So, you know, Kinnear says to us, they lost Jordan Dawson, but they were of the belief if it wasn't for COVID, they wouldn't have lost him. And they don't lose mm. players often or at all. No, no. Tom Mitchell was a, a financial, yep. mostly an opportunity when the midfield was ab- absolutely jam-packed. And then you've got the team half an hour down the road or two hours on a bad day <laughs> saying it's it's just not an even playing field for us because we don't know who we can pick or we've got to be careful who we can pick. So... Uh, it's that's probably just on the Giants to try and find a way to become more like the Swans. Don't just play in a preliminary final or grand final every now and again. Mm. Do it a lot. Uh, let's get to the break. Um, we'll hear from Craig Cameron. Colin Young's in the building. Rory Lobb very much uh, front and centre for him. We'll hear what he's had to say about that as well. Tim Lamb from the Melbourne Footy club spoken uh, about Max Gorn's involvement with Brody Grundy and how pivotal that was. In fact, why don't we do that as we go to the break? Let's hear from Tim Lamb. Um, that's Cart Twenty Three. Roderick back in the studio. Uh, this is Tim Lamb, their list manager, talking about Max Gorn's responsibility in getting Brody Grundy to the D's. Yeah, no, it's easy for us to see him in the same team, Sarah. It, it, we're actually really, really excited by it. Um, with something like this. You know, we're, we're really um, cognizant of keeping our leaders, leaders aware of what's going on. Um, we want them invested in their footy club. Um, so we didn't, just ta- we didn't just say, hey, Max, 
we want to get Brody. Like we had, a, you know, some good discussions with Max about how it would look, and and he was really on board from the start. He was super excited and and happy to be happy to be involved in it. It looks like, obviously, with Jager now, that's that's the opening for the for the three parties to, con- to continue talking. Certainly talking today, but yesterday it was a lot stronger uh, towards trading Rory. So we think, we'll, you know, we hope you get a positive outcome today, especially if these three clubs can get together and get this. So we thought this morning that the 21 that that presumably currently have might be the key and uh, we've sort of been thinking about that for a while that on last Friday that if Fremantle do the job they'll need that 21 and especially now with Jager popping up and obviously there's also Sharp sitting behind that as well mm. so I think that's, that's the key for, for Lob at the moment so we'll, we'll just keep and continue on and having some conversation about that but I, I still think 21's the key. So that's Colin Young. Uh, he's got a few irons in the fire, principally Rory Lobb, as we, we know. Uh, Jager O'Meara, key. The it's 21 the that he's... Jager, uh, didn't he? The 21 that he's talking about that we think is going to be part of the Dunkley deal. How, why is he... So they get... They get... So that, that, that's what... Ha- that, so how does that happen? So Dunkley goes to Brisbane. Pick 21 comes to... The Western Bulldogs, and that's the twenty-one that gets lobbed done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it still it still feels uh, quite tentative, and certainly not on thin ice. But I wouldn't say, and Colin Young didn't necessarily say that it was going to be uh, a lock to get done. But yeah, he's one. Uh, Rory's a player who I imagine is is uh, spoke about players and the communication. He's one who is probably sitting back wherever he is, uh, yeah. quite nervous yeah. about the situation and yeah. following it through and. Because that's the other thing, you, you, uh, you've got many ways to be able to follow all this as well. So, you know, you've got to let Colin, your manager, go and do his thing with the clubs. Mm. So Rory and other players are literally sitting there like a lot of our listeners are doing, probably listening to us and watching the feed and trying to follow through and work out what's going on. Lines are open, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Just a bit of a hi- hiatus in the official um, deals being done yet. We've already had Francis, um, uh, Francis, Wiedemann, Shacky, other done deals. O'Meara looks like it's a long way down the track. Dunkley's crystallising, but still a long way to go. And we're seeing vision here now of uh, Brisbane and Western Bulldogs list management recruiting officials in their conversation room, if you like. So they are across the table from one another. But what we need is we them speak. to get up and do. go to the same we do. little sign-off that, area, which I think is next door to us, isn't it? It's just right next door. So yeah, uh, a hole in the wall. So we're, we're close to um, finding some sort of um, resolution to all of that. Uh, and as soon as it happens, we'll bring it to you, obviously. Um, the Jason McCartney stuff. We just spoke to Kinnear Beatson about that. And Sydney, and you sort of... Um, sort of flesh it out a little bit mm. um, from a Sydney perspective. Do you totally get it from a um, Giants, from, from what you know of the Giants and what you've seen occur to them often, does it, what McCartney's saying make sense to you? Yeah, it does. It does in a sense. Um, it's hard for, they're just in a unique situation. They're just in a really unique position where, they, they play out in the west of yep. Sydney and all these different things makes it, you know, it does make it difficult for them. So um, I can certainly understand where they're coming from as well as the whole industry shifting and 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 everything being more out in the open and, and they get targeted. They get targeted because they don't have what some other clubs have. They do, they do indeed. Uh, so to the news we go. Uh, we're in a bit of a holding pattern here at Docklands. The minute anything happens, We'll bring you it live here on the run home.
Lloyd. We were. Into the impromptu ad break. We could still... You could steal us. I can't hear Josh in my headset. You don't need to know about any of that. We're just going to push on anyway and <laughs> pretend that we're live on air, and hopefully we are. The question I was going to ask you, the wiedemann Shackey deal. So Wiedemann has played 59 games, 62 goals. Mm. Shackey has played 71 games yeah. and kicks 78 goals. Yeah. Is one manifestly... Um, an upgrade or a downgrade on the other. It, I no, feel like no. Shaqie's an upgrade, on, oh. a marginal upgrade on Marginal. Wiedemann. Marginal. You can argue that the marginal upgrade, you can argue is... You can, you can counter that by saying, well, he's more exposed. So we actually know uh, with more certainty that, that, that Shaqie is only a bit part player. Yeah, yeah. Whereas maybe... Has, Wiedemann, now they tell they tell me Wiedemann's going to go forward. Yep. For Essendon. Yep. Okay. So you mean? Which yep. I was like, now nah, I reckon he's got a chance down back. To recast I don't think him he's down got there. a yep. huge. Yep. I don't. I don't. I just haven't seen enough from him as a forward. So he's going to go and play forward alongside Peter Wright. Now maybe give him, giving him every possible opportunity as a forward is is what he needs. Maybe uh, Brad Scott saying, you know what, Sam. You have the summer of a lifetime and you will play round one and you will play every round thereafter until we just simply can't play yep, you. Yep. Uh, maybe that's all he needs. Have Wiedemann's, have Wiedemann's high watermarks, has his highest point at AFL level been as high as Josh Shackey's? I guess that's, I've seen Shackey reach greater heights, I yeah. think, yeah. than Wiedemann. Um you forced if, me to go to the no, 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 if, no, no, if no, it's, no. If it's a real margin, if it's a really marginal no, call for I, you, then I it's just, probably not worth arguing about. But um, it, it is. It's it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see. As we spoke to um, Kenny Beats, and he made yep. that point about the three players that we've been talking about: Fran- Francis Wiedemann and Shacky. Um, they are all going to be for about exactly the same reasons. Yes. It's really interesting watches in 2023. What is clear, what is absolutely crystal clear is players want to move, clubs want to move them. So it, 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 it was once every single possible thing had to align for a move to happen. Now it's yep. just here, there, salary offloads, older players... We want him. We need that. We. Do. It is absolutely clear yep. that clubs and players are more than happy to to just move move stuff around. Yep. Yep. The clubs are, and it's a power struggle. The clubs are trying to take back. You know what? For every Ollie Henry that tries to force our hand, we are going to offer up someone else. And the clubs' leverage is, if we put you up, in a sense, that's telling a Brody Grundy. That's telling the player. You got to go. Basically, that is saying you got to go. Mm. Brody Grundy didn't want to leave the pies, but they put him up. They say we're willing to pay part of his salary. Does that make you want to go back and walk through the doors? Mm. That's that's the leverage that the clubs now have. Um, you, well, you weren't here yesterday. Gazy was here yesterday, and the Grundy deal was formalised. Melbourne to Melbourne for pick twenty-seven. We understand the reality of it all. Um, how does that? How did that sit with you when you saw the actual number land? Again, you've got it light, yeah. light. Yep. But yep. you've got to factor in the salary yep. aspect. Um, yeah, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to factor in. <laughs> you've got to factor in the audit, uh, the 
the uh, the salary. So we spoke to Graham Wright yesterday, okay. and and he said that it's not about 2023. That clearly it's the here and now for the fan. The fan yeah. is about the here and now. They want Grundy to be back in the side and being the very best player and the best version of himself in 2023. Yeah. But Wright's view was simply this, that for the next four or five years, Grundy's contract is going to impact our ability yeah. to do what we need to do yeah. with this list. And it is a change, uh, a list that's going to be changing, and it is going to need to have some flexibility from a cap perspective. And um, maybe Brody Grundy, given the, you know, the, the nature of the contract that had been agreed to by the previous administration... Uh, was going to be something that might prove to be difficult to get around. I want to explore that. Yep, right. Should that fly? Should well, it fly that that was their deal, we're a new regime, so your contract is 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 essentially null and void? Well, I'm very interested to hear what you've got to say about this because I'm very interested to hear what you've got to say about this. And uh, if we're still here when we come back from the break, we'll hear it then. It was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the show. We're here at Docklands as uh, the trade period for 2022 comes to a close. Uh, we've had, I think we've had a step in the right direction here. At least our headsets feel like they're uh, live again. Hopefully you can still hear us wherever you're tuning in. Uh, we can't hear anything uh, coming back the other way. So unfortunately, we can't take your calls at the moment. If you've got a point you really want to make and you can uh, send through a uh, 40 Wings temper text Feel free yes, that's to do that. That or is working. You can text Andy or text me directly if you want to. So where we're at after the second hour of the final day, Mitch Cleary has reported that Lockie Hunter is chips in on a move to Melbourne and he's waiting by his phone. So we're waiting for that. We had... Yes. Um, the Paul, latest is we expect it to get done too. Well, Paul Connors, you know Paul Connors better than I do, but I've known Paul for 25 years in this role that he's occupied and the one that I have. And to hear him say this is 50-50, that's about as, um, that's about as enthusiastic as I've heard Paul Connors um, in terms of well, spruiking that a deal is likely well, to get and done. He did, he did offer the information. He could have easily said, we're not sure what's going to happen no, with Lockie. that's right. The problem is if he did say that and then Lockie got traded two hours later, I would have been on the phone and he would have, had to, would have answered to me. Well, and he's clearly... I pay you too, mate. He's clear. That's right. So we'll wait and see what happens there. It finishes at 7.30 this afternoon. The bell rings. So uh, there's still a little bit of time to go, but it is get, it's getting a bit squeezy, and we'll tell you why, because there's still a lot of big names. Some that we have not heard a thing about this afternoon are uh, still out there. Confirmation earlier from Craig Cameron that Braden Fiorini will stay at the Suns. Yes. Uh, so he's got another year to go on his contract, I think. J- uh, Jeremy Sharp is likely on the move if other things happen beforehand. Correct. And that's, again, that's where that's where some of the, the fringe players and the guys on the periphery, sometimes these deals don't get done because other stuff has to happen first. Now, I don't know who the domino is, but it feels like there's now a domino. Uh, the first domino needs to fall. So mm. whether it's Dunkley, which it probably is, or it's Lobb or it's whoever. We heard Colin Young suggest that Dunkley needs to happen first and then... Uh, Lob yep. may be able yep. to happen. So it feels like Dunkley's the domino. And if we see uh, those, and you had the uh, vision before, if we see that that table of Brisbane and Dogs officials get up and head toward the room next door where they can do the paperwork, then we might be in business. So they're not, I don't think they're still across the table from one another. We haven't had an update from that uh, briefing room for quite some time. But 
uh, it does feel like they've gone their separate way. So there might be a bit of work still to be done uh, regarding that. The Hawthorne it remains a fascination. Um, the Mitchell and O'Meara stuff uh, gathered some real momentum. I mean, Mitchell clearly, by the sounds of things, wants out of the footy club opportunities at the coalface uh, where he plays his best footy and has done, you know, at a very high level for a long period of time, are going to be limited as Hawthorne moves into um, the next phase of it, what its midfield group is going to look like. And clearly Sam Mitchell is of a mind to invest as much time yep. as quickly as he possibly can into that raft of young players uh, that he's got who are going to be there on, bra- on ball brigade. We saw a bit of Ward. We saw a bit of Long. We know what new can can bring to the table that that's what it's going to look like at Hawthorne they're trying to bring Lloyd Meek in to play alongside Ned Reeves they're there that is their ruck combination mm. all things being equal from an injury perspective for the next 10 years so you can see what they're doing you can see what they're bringing to the table you can see what they're trying to build and um and and so so if you are in in the position as a 29, 30, 28 year old, you can understand why you might be seeking uh, pastures elsewhere. But Mitchell is Mitchell's been invi- invisible today. Like we've heard nothing yeah, about not, Tom not Mitchell a, this not, afternoon. Not a word. Again, he's he's one that I, I still expect his name to bob up, but he's one that is probably two, three, four deep, waiting for certain things to happen uh, for for his his deal to be able to. To be moved. Uh, Damien Barrett's just reporting. I mean, I've had a little changeover at uh, HQ. Yes, they have, yes. So the big dogs are in there, with all due respect to Cal and the crew, who did a good job. Magnificent uh, job. Uh, Damien Barrett's reporting that the Hunter Clark to North Melbourne possibilities have, quote, reignited. Okay. So Hunter Clark on the way to North. Wow. Is back on the table, wow. according to Damien So Barrett. St Kilda supporters are, 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 are in all sorts of various states but dissatisfied is the one that I think runs true to um, many of them had a question from a mate of mine who's a secured supporter before and you can answer this question for him right I need an answer to the following question this is from a secured supporter if we had a million dollars for Dugowie and we didn't get him then how are we spending the million dollars uh, well it'll be it'll be spread out so they might they might spend 97 percent this year and and Keep the money in the bank for someone else next yeah, year. Yeah, or, or spread it out, or they might have gone to someone who's under a long-term deal and said, hey, can we give you an extra 400 this year and front-end it just to get it done? There's a lot of different ways they can do and, that. And the problem is, too, when you put so many eggs in one basket and you set aside that money for that player and then you don't get that player and you go, okay, we've got this money, we want to spend it. Mm. And you look around and you look at the players, you know, the Dunkley, the Grundy, the players who yeah. might be commanding that sort of figure or some, you know, a fair percentage of it. Yes. They're mere miles down the track. Yeah, you, that's that, right. that boat's already sailed. Yes. So you can't, you can't get in. So um, I, I can understand why St Kilda supporters are frustrated coming in. If I was one of you, and again, we can't take your calls just for the time being, hopefully that gets rectified. And we've had to deal with this as a potential uh, in the last kind of week. But if I'm a secure supporter and Hunter Clark walks out, I know he's not an A-list and he's a bit off-Broadway and we haven't seen the best of him in you know the most recent times for, for a couple of obvious reasons. But this kid, I have very, yeah. very high... I hold him in a very this, high regard. This would not be a good sign for the Saints to see. Now, finances aside, now, I don't know... I've got no idea what he gets paid by St Kilda. He's just one of those guys where you've generally got a bit of a sense 
you could say to me, Hunter Clark gets paid 300k, I'd say, oh, yeah. Or you yeah. could tell me he gets paid double that, and I'd say, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'd say a bit the same, actually, yeah. So yeah. it might be a financial thing. You know, North might be saying, well, we've identified him, we like him, we know, or we think he's going to develop beautifully. And they might say, he's a massive contract. And it might be a financial discrepancy. But it, other than that, not a great sign that St Kilda could potentially be losing Hunter Clark. Have you seen North. enough of him to have him pegged somewhere to know uh, or have a gut feel I, as to what he, what he might be? Uh, yes. Uh, Do you yeah. have high hopes for him being... Uh, could he be an A-grader in your mind or is that a bit reaching a bit too far? A little bit further. Okay, than, right. Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit further. Maybe as a... Yeah, I mean, at the moment, he's only shown the role is what... I probably just don't place a premium on the role. Like that medium-sized defender. Uh, I don't have him as a... He's not an elite ball user, is he? He's not a... Uh, well, elite, maybe... Oh, look, I don't know what the champion data stuff tells you, but I've never thought of Hunter Clark that. being a bad user no, no, of the footy. No, you know? I didn't say yeah, bad. Yeah, but I, like, there's like, a large gap between yeah. bad and elite. Yeah, true. Where does he sit? Well, like, if, above if, average? If, well, if, I would think he's probably above average. That would be my gut feel, and yet, um, and yet I'm not 100% um, certain what the data tells you. Now. So you, you, can often, you can sit here and say, without having the numbers in front of you, you can sit here and say, oh, I think he's an above average. And then champion data says, and then somebody will throw the stat at you that he's kicking efficiencies at 54%. Yeah, and I look really, like an idiot, with the greatest so. of respect, I don't, the, the, the champion data stuff can be. Hello, hello, breaking right now. Oh. Cal Toomey. So think I, about I just saw him on the phone and he looked a little. Cal Toomey reporting right now. His understanding is that St Kilda is interested in packaging pick nine. And Hunter Clark to North Melbourne for pick three. So there you go, St Kilda supporters. Well, hang on, though. It says was interested. My understanding is St Kilda was interested in... Oh, well, yeah, it does say that. <laughs> that, that well, that been. doesn't mean... Yeah, well, no, what was is an interesting Who's tweeting? Word Who's the tweeter? Because that's an important word. That was Cal Toomey. No, the tweeter. Cal's not tweeting his own stuff for AFL Trade Radio. My understand. Well, I'm going to I'm going to assume that that is a misuse uh, of the of the word was. I'm going to assume that that's live. That St Kilda is interested in putting Hunter Clark alongs- alongside Pick Nine. So they've got Pick Nine mm-hmm. alongside Pick Nine, and for they want to get their hands on North Melbourne's Pick Three. Gee. Uh... So you get rid of a top 10 pick and a player who's um, yet to realise his potential. And where did Hunter Clark go? Was he 11? Was he 10 or 11? Oh, gee, I'll tell you, that's, that, 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 that actually gives that does, that gives a really good insight into what St Kilda thinks of Hunter Clark. Don't you think? Explain that to me. Well, so Hunter Clark was a high pick. Oh, he was. He's first round. I can't remember the exact number he went. Well, you'll be able to find it for yep, me. Yep. And the internet is working. Hang on. You, you so Hunter going. Clark was a high pick, a first round pick, who many, uh, well, we're debating whether he's A grade or B minus. Pick seven. Or, pick oh, there, seven. Well, there you go. Pick seven. So they're, they're offloading a pick seven who's got a few years of investment and development under his belt, plus pick nine for pick three. So that tells me, again, I'm happy to stand corrected. That tells me St Kilda don't have the highest of opinions for Hunter Clark. 
Use, so this is more from Kel Toomey. Using Hunter Clark, who's been wanting to get to North Melbourne, but North won't part with that pick under this proposed deal. So not good enough for North. Yeah. North North want to hang on to that. So that, they obviously, they obviously, well, they, they potentially don't rate Hunter Clark um, highly enough to downgrade three well, to that's, nine. That, they, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Both yeah. clubs. And he's a risk. He is a risk because he's been... His body has let him down, and you know he's had some he's had some concussion issues. So, um, and you know some of that's no fault of his own yep. at all. So, um, but uh, so there you go. That that sounds like it might have been on the table, and is now no longer there. Uh, I've just had another text message from another St Kilda supporter. Saints killing me. If Clark walks, it's a disgrace. He's a beauty. Um, and there's some exploities thrown in there as well. So uh, the pain being felt by St Kilda supporters right now is um, is intense. Yep. There's no question about that. What what do you make of so the other deal that was done yesterday when you were off when you weren't here was Jacob Hopper that got done. So Hopper Taranto and 53 land at Richmond, and what they've given up in total for the two Giants is 12, 19, 31, and a future first. So they reboot their midfield completely mm. with two players who are in the prime of their AFL career and have got six or seven years minimum minimum yep. at the level left to go. And they get a third, late third pick come in, but they give up uh, two, uh, well, one first-round pick this year, two second-round picks this year, and a first-round pick next year. On the face of things, how do you feel Richmond have... Um, it's Richmond thereabouts. Fair in that. It's thereabouts. I tell you, what I think it does now. Richmond are involved in both, so uh, uh, let's just say Taranto and Hopper were going to different clubs. What what I think it does teach us is getting in first is not a bad is not a bad way to play. Getting in and 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 thrashing it thrashing it out. Yep. But getting in first seems not a bad way because particularly Richmond are trying to facilitate. Uh, a move for, for two players. So if you, if it's a club trying to get two players, I think typically you've only got so much to give. So I think it, it does it does teach us. There's that a bit of that. There's a bit of something to that. Get in first, yeah, yeah, and yep. get what you want, and 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 take what the club's got. Because the longer it goes, and the more moves the clubs have to make, the more creative. Like Port Adelaide had to go to the AFL and ask for a relaxation of the rules to get Jason Horn Francis and 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 that deal done. Has Adam Kingsley got any other option but to do what he's doing here? No. Go to Just go back to the draft table and try and be the coach that yeah. creates a culture and a team and an environment there that yeah. these top-end f- talents do not... It's a full not, reset. It is. Yeah, it, it really is. It is, is a full reset of the Giants. Uh, that, you know, they've, had, they've, had, they've had more talent walk out of their club than most clubs have had in the past decade. Just at all. It's been if you this, somebody will write a thesis on what what the GWS right, have you, been to the rest of the competition. And you can put you can put a ex GWS twenty two together, and it, it is an incredible team. It, it, it's probably a premiership winning team. It's a really good. Point. Uh, yeah. So it feels like a full reset. They've got the new coach, Mark McVay, uh, and the reports yeah. are that he surprised them with his departure, and it was an interesting timing. But it. it for Not whatever yeah, reason, yeah. Well, Jason years, McCartney yeah. was the one who said that it surprised yeah. the Giants. Yeah. So yeah. him leaving, I, I did feel like it was. It is a tricky spot when you've really want to cover the spot. I mean, it's a tricky spot. You, you're probably duty bound to leave in a sense. Uh, but it's definitely a reset. They've particularly got all, when, all the pati- picks. particularly when just particularly when, when McVeigh would be convincing himself. 
Well, I've done that. I've done my time. Adam Kingsley, you know, like there's not on the scale of things, you know, you know who I am. And not not because you Mark McVeigh or anyone wouldn't be able to do their job properly, but it just it's yeah, just no, an intangible no, no, thing. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Um it's hard to yeah, it's hard to expect him to be able to do that. Have I I've probably interrupted your train of thought then. So you're talking about the full reboot. Mm. Did you have a point that you can remember you wanted to make before I rudely no, interrupted you? I'm actually uh, getting my head around um the upcoming cross that we've got. Oh no, which you have to, to do. Good fun. Which you have to do. So just repeating that, the Saints uh, are interested in packaging that pick nine and Hunter Clark to North Melbourne in order to move up the draft and snag North's pick three. But the oh. reports that are coming back the other way that's big. are that North aren't, that's not enough for North Melbourne. So uh, it's going to, it'll, it now depends how, how um, aggressively and desperately North Melbourne, uh, St Kilda want that pick. And let's see whether they've got some further wriggle room to explore to try and get that done. Uh, we're on for another 40 minutes. And if it happens, we'll let you know. Oh, it's magnificent to be able to hear things in your head uh, headset again, which we can. So that means if you've been listening for the last oh, 40 minutes... Oh, that's fantastic. It is, Malcolm. Uh, it's Thanks for sticking with us through uh, a couple of little trials and tribulations that we had technically uh, here at Base Camp. Uh, if there's anything you want to say uh, regarding anything you've been listening to or following uh, since we were last able to take phone calls... Get on the line now, one 736 736 for Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition powering tomorrow today, available at Chemist Warehouse. We're here, of course, for robot building supplies and Berwick BMW and the Rotoflex by Blunston. I can see that Bakes and Frank want to have a chat about um, Hunter Clark. Let me put this out there uh, before we get to you two uh, fellas and get JJ to weigh in. Lindsay, when, you think of, when I think of Hunter Clark at his best... Mm. I think of Lindsay Gilby, and it's that type of player. Sweet mover, bit lovely sort of gentle lateral kind of capacity, um, long, loping, languid strider, yeah. um, and, and, a, and a good now. Gil, Gilby was as good a kick as the game has seen in the modern era. Yes. So I wouldn't say that I don't think Hunter Clark's in that area, that, that category. But Lindsay Gilby has coached uh, Hunter Clark, and he's just sent, been listening to conversation and sent through a message he reckons, and this is from, from, from Gilby, Clark's in their top three natural footballers, great decision maker and ball user. So there I you go. I am listening to you. I'm just... He had some fitness issues in his early days, but super composed and easily their best decision maker, says Lindsay Gilby about Hunter Clark. So he can't speak more highly of the kid. Mm. Outstanding ball user, he said. Yeah, it I... takes one to know one. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh... I, I, I don't th- I don't think he's an outstanding ball user. Right. Bakes is a good he's a good kick. I, I don't think we've seen anything near his best. Bakes in Churnside Park. I don't know whether you're a St Kilda supporter, Bakes, but if you are, what are you thinking about this next wave of speculation uh, about your player? Hello there, Bakes. So haven't got your bikes. We haven't got your bikes. We were going so very, very well. Frank's in Maui. Let, let's have another go here. Frank, uh, you want to buy into the Hunter Clark conversation? Yeah, throw in Brad Hill. They can have him for free. They can have him for free. Throw in Brad Hill. Yep. yep. Just get he, rid of him. He's, we play with 17 men every week when he's on our team. He doesn't man up. He'd be licking your lips if he was playing on you. So get rid of him. 
Right, there you go. That's a that's a tough mark from Frank. Right, let's try and get Bakes again. Bakes, are you there, mate? Nah, can Bakes you hear me, Oh, yes, Bakes, Bakes, yes, we can, we can hear you. Can you hear me, Bakes? Oh, my, <laughs> my Godfather, I am trying not to put my fist through my steering wheel, boys. Go on. That's how furious I am about this whole St Kilda trade period. Full stop. I actually got a. A message off St Kilda today saying that they're going to direct debit for my next year's membership. I'll be doing them and saying, don't even bother. Because I'm that furious with how they've handled themselves over this whole period. We've got absolutely nothing coming in. With all due respect to um, Zane Cordy, yes. he's not going to bloody solve any issues for us going into next year. All we've got going for us is maybe a few more sloppy players that we're going to pick up from the uh, delisted free agency. But that is it. And if they dare get rid of Hunter Clark, who's a top seven pick, and our current pick nine, just to try and move up on an untried that's coming in at pick three, mate, I am going to lose my SH1. Yes, we got you there, Bakes. So, so, so <laughs> thanks for your call, Bakes. Um, Tom Brown's reporting on top of that report about um, Hunter Clark and North Melbourne and the reimagining of that deal. Mm. With a comment from a North Melbourne perspective, which adds weight to the fact that maybe uh, it was, who was it, Frank initially who had the, you can get rid of him, he's no loss yes. at all. Uh, if what Tom Brown's reporting, then North Melbourne might be of a similar view. Because yeah. yeah. the, the report that Tom Brown's putting out there is that North's coming back saying we want a future first thrown in as well. Mm. So they want, they, if they want to give three for nine, they get they do that. They get Hunter Clark, but they also want St Kilda's future, future first. first. Well, that could be a top ten pick as well. Though. So it's basically a future first and nine for pick three. Yeah. It could be nine, nine and Clark for three. That's How does that make you feel? Does that, well, get, does that get you interested? I'll tell you what, it's, it's making me believe that both sides don't necessarily have a, the greatest opinion for Hunter yeah. Clark. It's less about Hunter Clark. He, he, may, he was the centrepiece to the deal, and now he might be the, the, uh, the knives. I know that term is one that a lot of players don't like, and we need to come up with well, a different you, well, one. Well, stop using it then if that's the case. Well, give me a better one. Well, uh, you come up, you're an imaginative but man. What it, what it is telling me is Hunter Clark is nowhere near the centrepiece to the deal, which is what we thought may be the case only a few hours ago. Well, I'm not sure I did. Well, it was but dead clearly, a few, a few yeah, hours no, ago. Yeah, no, other people clearly do. I, I've got enormous regard for him, but um, seemingly no one else uh, around the joint seems to. Let's get to the news. Ash Brown's been out in the middle of it all. Uh, we'll get some thoughts from him. We might even get him to put the Hawthorne duffel coat on for a minute and speak on behalf uh, for, uh, for Hawthorne supporters as to where they're at the moment. Dave, Muhammad, and Marty, we want to get your thoughts as well. We've got half an hour to go on our stint. Uh, there's two hours to go, D-Day of the trade period of 2022. So it's really stalled here after a pretty busy first hour where we saw Francis Wiedemann and Shaki find new homes. Omira loomed large. We haven't seen anything official yet, other than the fact that we know that he's chosen Fremantle, not GWS. Dunkley looked like it was materialising, but that nothing is, and we've seen officials from both of those clubs spend time uh, with one another on the other side of the table, so uh, but nothing uh, has come through yet. There's other bits and pieces as all of the managers are 
bobbing up and officials from clubs are having their say. Ash Brown from Footy Record, part of the SEN family, uh, has been good enough to jump in. You've been out there listening and watching and observing and waiting like everybody else. Uh, we've been taking a few calls and there's a few more people that want to join in about Hunter Clark and St Kilda more broadly. Um, they're I'm not, general manager of footy, James Gallagher. I'm not sure what his actual title is anymore. List manager. List manager these days. What, what did he just have to say? He came out, he, he, the, the tone of what he had to say, the tone just of what... Pull, no, just pull your mic up underneath here. No, yeah, up here, there you go, perfect. Yeah. Uh, the tone of what he had to say was, we've got a plan, we're sticking to the plan, we're not going to do anything stupid just to throw things out by doing deals that we don't want to do, we're not going to be rushed into... Just to spend the money. Just to spend the money. Yep. Um, the, I think they're at 9 and 20, something like that. Doesn't... I, I, I make a lot of St Kilda supporters. I hear, I hear them. Yes. That, that what they're not. He, he's not tapping to their mood. I don't think it's all very much. We've got a plan, and we'll get, keep going along as we are. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not entirely convinced with St Kilda with, with what they're doing. They really are stuck in the middle. There, there's, aren't they? There's no. And 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 they would have convinced themselves for a fleeting period of time that Jordan Dugowie might have been. Um, an antidote to that. He could have been something that could have elevated yeah. them quite dramatically. So they imagine what life might have been like with that and, and, and coveted it, and then it was taken away yeah, pretty quickly. And perhaps no plan B. No. So and but we talked about this before. By the time they think about plan B, a lot of those ships have already yeah, sailed. They have, yeah, that's you right. Know. He, he, admired, he said, we, we understand the, the passion and the loyalty and the patience of our supporters, Andy, but I think he might be right on the first two. Yeah. I'm not no, sure no. he's right about no, point no. three. No, no, no. What, 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 the thing is that their fans are wanting... There's a general consensus they need more top-end talent. Not easy to come by. No, you can it's get it, not. You can get it at the draft, but you've got to land the picks. And you can fleetingly get it in the trade period. Now, they, they were having... They had a crack at Jordan Ngoi, but there's not a lot of other top-end talent, as in absolutely game-changing, uh, you know, can win you a game or two throughout the season, no. available in the, in the, in the period. So... To make a move for the sake of making a move would be the wrong move. So a lot of their fans ring up saying we need top end talent. Well, you got to th- their best chances to acquire it with pick nine. No doubt, pick, they will lose to something pick nine, and and we hear that they're trying to make the move to, to move up to pick three with Hunter Clark and a and pick nine. But it's going to take more than that, I think, for North. It sounds like a will, and, and it sounds like North know large. exactly what that they want it that to be. Pick is worth yeah. What you, you put your duffel coat on, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is fraught with danger in this caper, but do it anyway. <laughs> What, we're two hours away. What's going to happen with O'Meara and Mitchell? I think they'll both get done. Yep. It's just a matter of... It, it's going to come down for both deals, especially O'Meara, what, how much of his contract... The, he's got 12 months left. How much Hawthorne want to pay? The more they want to pay, the better the return will be. Um, Mitchell will go. I think that's, that'll be for probably for Collins pick 27, I imagine, when everything's done and dusted. And, the, and it's Sam Mitchell's team. After well, as of tonight, when you we we talked about this earlier, Ash, JJ, and I, when we read that report last night, that if it was to be the Giants that O'Meara went to, that Hawthorne was going to have to carry one hundred percent in two thousand and twenty-three the, the O'Meara contract. We both thought at exactly the same time, whether we read it at the same time or not, that's got to be a mistake. Mm. That that can't be right. And, and they also want pick three. So that they they will have they being Hawthorne. Hawthorne yeah, right. I think they may make a play for pick three with a whole lot of other, you know, they've got three, they might have three or four second round picks by the time yep. this is finished. They yep. might try and use that with their pick six. 
yeah. to move to pick three. So Could they talk Tom Mitchell into being part of that? Uh, is Mitchell hell-bent on getting to Collingwood? Is Collingwood hell-bent on getting Mitchell? Is that, I think at this that point, far down the track? At this point, you... At this point, I don't think you'd want to be changing where you want to get to. There's two hours to go. so Well, if Hawthorne's trying to do what, what A. Brown is suggesting, then there's got to be a bit of... There could be a bit of drama attached but to this. But that doesn't have to be done tonight, by the way. They, no, they that's true. Yeah, that's they right. They can trade these picks. Yes, They've yeah. got enough four weeks to trade picks. Tonight's right. about the players yeah. and the trade. Can, can you but if a player's going to be part of it, yeah. it has to be tonight, doesn't it? it yes, does yes, 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 yes. No, I think Mitchell's hell-bent on Collingwood. Yep. I think he's got a relationship with Craig McRae and I think yeah. Graham Wright's keen to get him across. You know, they need the... They like an extractor. Yep, yep. And it's self-evident from the way Hawthorne played him towards the end of the season. He's not part of the long-term plans mm, there. Okay. So it's it's the right outcome. It's just got to work out the, the mechanics of it all. Can you quantify... So paying 100% of the salary, like how far can that help you jump up? How, how, how much can that add on? Because oh, you'd know better than us, but I imagine Jaeger Amir is on a significant salary. I think it would move up a fair bit if the Giants didn't have to include him at all in their cap. There's going to mm. be a big zero next to his name on the spreadsheet in for year one. one year, for, for one a year. year. Yep, yep, and then yep. they've obviously got to accommodate it after yep. that. So yep. I think it, would, it probably would help them a little bit. Um, it sounds like that, that, again, it sounds like that ship sailed. It sounds like Omir has chosen Fremantle. And mm. the Giants, who seem to have led the charge for Omira, are going to miss out again. Yeah, well, there might be the... Th- but then I think there's a three... They're talking about the three-way deal. So something with, comes with, right. with Rory Lobb might be tied up into that as well somehow. Okay. So, um, again, that might end up getting a pick in the 21 or something like that for Hawthorne. So they still, they still might end up with that second-round pick at the end of it all. And are you confident that D- Dunkley gets done? Are we confident that, that that's going to happen? Yeah, the one that I keep hearing is Henry. That's the one, I think. that There's going to be someone usually someone disappointed, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of trade period. There's always someone that doesn't quite work well, out. Well, his name has not bobbed up anywhere yeah, so far so today, has it? No, but he, he stated his intentions. If if, yes, if what yeah. you read is true, yeah. he yeah. is going to the draft if if he doesn't get traded. So it's bold it is, uh, for it, a young man. It is set up for the... I mean, you're right. Nothing's been done for an hour, which means the last 90 minutes gonna or so... It's going to be mad. Absolutely. It's going to be mad, mate. No, it won't be. And there'll be people who are just... There's going to be stuff. There's going to be... It'll, it'll, actually, like go, it'll actually go to a close to 8 o'clock because there'll be a backlog of paperwork, paperwork yeah, yeah, true. to be done. Yeah. So yeah. 7.30 is sort of the deadline to be in the room with the AFL and they can have a queue out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dye right. And yeah. his team. Yeah. And then they will... They, if you've got the deal written down on a scrap of paper, you can consummate it after 7.30. So we'll be here for a while, I think. So that beer fridge won't be open for quite some time to come. Uh, thanks for dropping by. Good, uh, good man. There's a bunch of people who want to join in uh, on various bits and pieces that have taken place or are yet to take place. Dave's in Mernda, as we say, fairly well to Ashley Brown. Uh, hi, David. Uh, David, David, are you there? You want to talk about Hunter Clark? Yeah, g'day, g'day um, Andy and g'day JJ. Hey, look, um, yeah, a bit of passion and secure support here. I've got a bit of a different view to them what a lot of the uh, cantankerous state supporters are. Uh, I'm definitely buying my membership again. Um, I mean, look at the young core group that we've brought in in the last couple of years. We've obviously had to get some experienced players around them just to sort of, you know, have something and put in. I mean, we only just missed the last two finals just by a game and percentage with a young young group. Um, I'd be happy for him to do the trade with Hunter Clark as much as I'd hate to see him go. But at the same time, I'm not if a lot of these Saints supporters have actually gone down and... Oh, no. 
No, no, we just lost Dave there. We lost Dave. Uh, and it sounded like something. Coincidentally, lost my text machine. Too. Yeah, no, yeah. something's happened. Uh, <laughs> let's see if Muhammad's there. Muhammad, have we got you, mate? No, he's not there. And now we're going to assume, based on uh, previous precedent, no, we sound that, like we're on. that we're still on uh, air. So well, I'll tell you what, there's. No, uh, the phone boxes. So that, okay, so we can't get to our callers for the time being. It's so. null and void now. Yep. yep. Uh, but uh, Damien Barrett, I think oh, I always like to. I don't think we do a good enough job of this in 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 this industry and in the media. Yeah, go on. But uh, Damien Barrett, I think, uh, was reporting or has reported. So St Kilda made a serious play for Brody Grundy, but uh, we're unable to okay. lure the well, big there man. Go. There you go. There's, so. Well, um, it's a something bit, of note. Well, it's a, so, so that's good to know, and that and that will um, sate some St Kilda yeah, supporters. At least they had a go, but it reiterates the point, doesn't it? That if you and I'm and according to Damien's report, which I have no reason to doubt at all, but Sam it, Landsberger, it was Sam Landsberger. <laughs> so well done, Sammy, um, and well done for you for attributing it. We don't know. Um, we don't know when they entered the Grundy. Uh, yeah, conversation. Yeah. So it may have just been too late. It may have been too late, uh, and that's uh, that's all she wrote. It's a quarter to six. Uh, we'll come back and wrap up our stint on the other side of the break. Uh, we are down here at Docklands, the final day of trade period 2022. We're here for Robot Building Supplies, Berry BMW and Blunston.